Hello and welcome to the podcast for Ray Church of the Nazarene. I'm Ben Beckner, Senior Pastor, and I'm glad that you've tuned in to listen to our services and sermons. We would also love to have you join us in person at 410 Blake Street in Ray, Colorado for our Sunday morning worship services that begin at 1045. We also have Sunday school classes for all ages that begin at 945, and our Spanish service begins at 9 a.m. There are also various other activities and Bible studies that you can be involved in throughout the week, including youth group and children's quizzing. Please visit our website at raynaz.com and our Facebook page for more information. We have something for everyone to encounter God with people just like you desiring to grow in their relationship with Jesus Christ. Again, thank you and welcome to our podcast. This week's episode is uh, a message given by Pastor Kurt Lapp, and it fits real well with what we've been talking about as we've been going through the book of Nehemiah. Kurt's message is be devoted to prayer, and it's a call, it's a reminder, and it's a challenge that everything that we do is connected to how we pray and interact with God. And so I pray that you all are challenged and encouraged by this week's message. God bless. One early morning, Abigail was playing in a Muller's garden on Ashley Down when he took her by the hand. Come see what our father will do as he led her into the long dining room. The plates and cups or bowls were on the table. There was nothing on the table but empty dishes. There was no food in the larder and no money to supply the need. The children were standing waiting for breakfast. Children, you know we must be in time for school, said Muller. Then lifting his hand, he prayed. Dear Father, we thank Thee for what Thou art about to give us to eat. And according to an account, a knock was then heard at the door. There the baker stood. Mr. Muller, I couldn't sleep last night. Somehow I felt I, I didn't have... Uh, I couldn't sleep last night. He says, somehow I felt that you did not have bread for breakfast. And the Lord wanted me to send you some. So I got up at two o'clock and I baked fresh bread and I brought it. Muller thanked the baker and praised God for his care. Children, he said, we not only have bread, but we have the rare treat of fresh bread. Almost immediately, there came a second knock at the door. This time it was the milkman who announced that his milk cart had just broken down outside the orphanage and that he would like to give the children his cans of fresh milk so that they could empty his wagon and repair it. The story was written by uh, an account of, on, of George, George Muller who had, uh, who we're going to, I'm going to mention here in a little bit. But as one of the greatest prayer warriors ever to be known. And that leads into what um, I have been challenged with over the past uh, couple of months. In June, several of us, some of us from uh, the, car, the church went to district assembly. And I left there challenged. Um, God challenged me about my prayer life. 
And he convicted me that I was not praying enough and challenging him enough through my prayer and in our time together. You see, when, when I get a call at the shop from a customer that says uh, we did not communicate with them as much as they thought that we probably should have during a job, I have, uh, I have a couple, I have, I have to take action in that process. And so there's a couple ways that I can do it. The first one is I could just ignore the request of the customer and carry on and not matter. But that's not how I like to do things. The second way, the second choice I have is I can go speak with my service writers or other individuals, which includes myself most of the time, to make sure that we are contacting customers in a timely manner when there's a change on a repair or whatever. So when when God convicted me of this and I and he told me this, I had two ways that I could respond as well. Much like the same way I could respond to the customer. I could ignore God and carry on and do as I have been doing. Or I can accept the conviction and work on what he has directed me to do. And in my case, it was prayer. See, prayer, prayer is our pipeline or a direct line of communication to Jesus. If there's a break or a snag in that pipeline, we cannot fully understand what the Lord is saying or asking us. We cannot really be a good Christian and not pray. Just like we can be married and not talk to our spouse. But in both situations, we are going to be very miserable people. There must be an open line of communication between God and his people, between God and those who love him. It's a two way street. But most of the time, it's our side of the street that gets jammed up or whacked out of place. Because God is always there waiting for us to communicate. This pipeline of communication was something that Paul figured out quite quickly, as we're going to find out here in our scripture. But this week, I wanted to share this story that I found uh, while I was preparing to kind of uh, lighten things up a little bit. There was a pilot that was having trouble one day uh, flying his small plane, and he called out to the tower, pilot to tower. I'm 300 miles away from the airport. I'm flying at 600 feet. I've ran out of fuel and I'm descending quickly. Please advise. And a response comes back over the radio. It says, tower to pilot. Please repeat after me. Our Father, who art in heaven. (laughs) See? Yeah. Sometimes, sometimes we fail to do a checklist. Sometimes we, uh, we fail to, uh, to use prayer in, in an everyday situation rather than just, uh, and, and we, we fail to use it in everyday situations. And oftentimes we just use it in an emergency. 
But prayer is by far the most untapped resource. An unexplored continent where untold treasure remains to be unearthed. Prayer is talked about more than anything and is practiced less than everything. And yet for a believer, it remains to be one of the greatest gifts the Lord has given us outside of salvation. Instead of using prayer every day, it has become to be like a little glass box that hangs on the wall and with a sign that says break in case of emergency. Unfortunately, prayer is often uh, associated with a crisis in our life. Let's not continue down this path, but down a path of continued communication with our Savior. Our scripture this morning is going to be out of Colossians chapter 4. And it's, it's three short verses, but they're very powerful. The scripture says this. Devote yourselves to prayer. Be watchful and thankful. And pray for us too, that God may open a door for our message. So that we may proclaim the mystery of Christ, for which I am in chains. Pray that I may proclaim it clearly, as I should. When we, when we begin to dig deeper into these three verses, we see four important pieces to see about prayer. The first one being, pray with persistence. Paul begins the final, these final instructions, as it's titled in uh, the NIV, with four simple words. Devote yourselves to prayer. Or if you have the New King James, it says it a little differently. It says, continue steadfastly in prayer. In Hebrew, the word, the two words continue steadfastly are used in one word called Amen. A-M-A-N. Which means to be firm, to be faithful, to be fully devoted. It carries with it a term of dedication. The word Amen is used ten times in the New Testament. Four of those times, uh, it refers to prayer. So if prayer is not important... Uh, I think we're fooled. Amen is a very powerful word. And in this verse is given as an imperative or a command. In other words, persistence in prayer is not an option for a Christian, but is an order from the Lord, from the Lord himself. Two of the most instructive parables Jesus ever told on prayer took place in Luke 18 and Luke 11. Both speaking of the of being persistent and not giving up in prayer. In Luke 18, it says, Then Jesus told his disciples a parable to show them that they should pray and not give up. And in Luke 9, we see, we find the promise that says, Ask and it will be giving, given. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened to you. Each of those verbs are in the present tense. They're an active voice and could be translating as keep on knocking or keep on asking, keep on seeking and keep on knocking. 
Jesus does not want us to give up in prayer. He instructs us to be persistent. Persistence means never giving up. Some people give up easily. We give up because we don't feel like praying. The joy is gone. The feeling is gone. And if I can be honest for a minute, I can say that I've given up on prayer at times. Because I lost the joy or I did not see God at work like I wanted to see Him at work. But I have to tell myself, it's not my job to see God at work. That's up to God. My job is to be obedient in my prayer, to be, to be persistent and not to be discouraged. As I had mentioned a little bit before, George Mueller is known as one of the greatest prayer warriors of all times. And he had this to say about persistence in prayer. It is a common temptation of Satan to make us give up the reading of the word and prayer when enjoyment, when our enjoyment is gone, as if it were no use to read scriptures when we do not enjoy them. And as if it was no use to pray when we had no spirit of prayer. The truth is that to enjoy the word, we ought to continue to read it. And the way to obtain a spirit of prayer is to keep on praying. When we, lead, when, we, when we read less of the Word, the less we desire to read it. The less we pray, the less we desire to pray. Be persistent in prayer. The second one is pray with passion. If you are persistent with something or in something, it stands to reason that most of the time that means you're pretty passionate about it. Paul reminds us to be vigilant and watchful, the opposite of slothfulness. This word, this word would describe or this would describe a passionate prayer. Jesus was passionate about his prayer life. Jesus was always doing. S.D. Gordon wrote this about passionate prayer. And about what prayer meant to Jesus. It was not only his regular habit, but his resort in every emergency, however slight or serious the emergency was. When he was. Criticized, he prayed. If fatigued in body or wearied in spirit, he had recourse to he had recourse to his one unfailing habit of prayer. Prayer brought him unmeasured power at the beginning, and kept the flow unbroken and undiminished. There was no emergency, no difficulty, no necessity, no temptation that would yield that would not yield to prayer. Every time we see Jesus praying, he was doing it with passion. Passionate prayer opens heaven. Luke, 30, uh, Luke chapter 3, 21 and 22. Jesus prayed, the heavens opened and the Holy Spirit descended on him 
in bodily form like a dove. Passionate prayer gives direction. Jesus spent the night in, in Luke chapter Luke 6:12, he spent the night praying before choosing his disciples. Passionate prayer enables us to experience the glory of the Father. Luke 9:29, and he was praying that the appearance of his face was altered and his clothing became dazzling white. Passionate prayer impacts the lives of others. John 17 talks about that in, in Jesus' high priestly prayer. Matthew 26, 39. While Jesus was in the garden, it is only through passionate prayer that we can pour out our hearts to God. As Christ hung on the cross in Luke 23, a life lived in passionate prayer will enable us to maintain that spirit even in the most difficult times. Prayer from the heart is what passionate prayer is. It is a prayer from the heart, not just your head. James 5.16 says, The effective, fervent prayer of a righteous man can accomplish much. The third one this morning is pray with thankfulness. Ephesians 5.20 tells us thanksgiving is a natural result of being Filled with and walking under the influence of the Holy Spirit. First Thessalonians 5.18 tells us to always give thanks for this is God's will for us in Christ Jesus. <clears throat> in Philippians 4.6, do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation by prayer and petition with thanksgiving present your request to God and the peace of God which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Have you ever noticed that in your own life, that when, you, when things are done out of, thanks, of, out of thanksgiving or out of thankfulness, that it can make the day go so much better? When we approach every day with thanksgiving, we can leave the day a better place. There are times, though, that if things aren't going your way, being thankful or being full of thanksgiving could be a four-letter word if it's something you don't want to hear. But during those times, it is especially important for us to be close to Jesus in prayer. Expressing gratitude can do several things. It can articulate your dependence demonstrate relationship and it communicates gratitude proper attitudes and it generates humility <clears throat> the fourth one is making interception intercession intercessory prayer characterizes the life of Jesus he was always praying for others Understanding the power of prayer, Paul wanted to be sure that the Colossian Christians understood what it was they were to pray for. Paul wanted them to pray for a specific purpose. He wanted them to pray for him, asking that God would open uh, a door so that they could speak the gospel. It was the gospel that Paul lived for, and it was the gospel that had 
that had Paul in prison. But preaching the gospel was always at the forefront of Paul's mind. Paul wanted the kingdom of God to expand. And like Jesus, he was concerned about others. About their souls, about their salvation, and about their sanctification. The purpose that Paul spoke about in Colossians is the same specific purpose that we should be praying for today. We should be praying that God will open a door for us to speak the gospel to others. We should pray that the gospel is at the forefront of our thoughts. We should be praying as Paul did for God's kingdom to expand. Whether it's within our family or our community or even our world. Intercessory prayer changes everything. These verses in Colossians 4 carry heavy weight and purpose. We as Christ followers should devote ourselves to prayer. We should be passionate in our prayer. We should pray with thanksgiving. And we should pray for others. We, as a, as a Christ follower, as a local church, as a local community, as a worldwide church, have a lot to be praying for right now. And we just had examples of that a little while ago. But all you have to do is turn on the TV or look at Facebook or look, you know, look at other type of social media and see that our way of life is under attack. Our kids are under attack. The world wants them really, really bad. Our nation is on the brink of a war or major turmoil. A couple days ago, we lost the Marines, those 13 Marines in Afghanistan. And as the stories have started coming out of who those people were, I think the oldest one of the 13 was 23 years old. We just... They left families behind. They left unborn babies behind. They, I mean, so it's just things to pray about. But we can't let our feelings get in the way of our prayer. Challenge God in this and let Him do the rest. But this is a challenge or a command for us to hold high. And there's a couple questions for us to think about. Where is, our, where is our prayer life? Does it need work? Lean on the one who created us for this. Let the Lord guide you in prayer. Read the word and let it guide you. Stay persistent in your praying and your reading of the word. Don't let your feelings get in the way. Deepen your relationship with Christ By keeping the pipeline between you and Him open. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank You for this time that uh, we have the opportunity to, to pray and to study Your Word and to listen to what You have to say. Lord, I, I thank You for uh, the opportunity to serve. I thank You for... Um, this message, Lord, that, that you brought to me. Lord, I just ask that uh, you will 
help us to be devoted to prayer. We have several things to pray for, whether it's being thankful for something or or pains and hurts. But we just ask that you will deepen our relationship in our prayer. We just ask that you'll be with us the rest of this day, Lord, as we uh, as we continue on. And when we out leave outside these doors, Lord, we just ask that you keep prayer at the forefront of our minds. Amen.